Um, before that, we were just fluid-filled sacks that moved around um, pretty much with the vibrations of the Earth. Ladies, gentlemen, them they and all, it's showtime! <laughs> Although uh, when we do say showtime, uh, we, we do use that term very loosely as what we've got in store for you today. Well, uh, uh, our presenters have really no idea what they're going to say because they're all unprepared. So strap yourselves in and brace yourself as the Some Nobodies present PowerPoint Showdown. So start that round of applause as we welcome this week's keynote speaker. All right, well, thank you for that guest intro and welcome to our conference this week. Tonight, you're going to hear four professionals discuss our topic today on PowerPoint Showdown, which is wearable technology. With me, as always, are Wearable Tech 9 and Lil Cheez-It. This week, our special guest will be Benjamin Hooper. Ben, hello. Hello. And I will be your keynote speaker, Frontman James of James Devours the Earth, and I will be leading this conference. Now, for those of you joining us for the first time, each speaker is given up to 10 minutes to present on our topic of the week. After each presentation, there's going to be a short question and answer from the panel. And, of course, we invite any members of the audience to also put their questions into the chat or raise their hands as well. After the fourth presentation, the panelists will vote on the uh, which speaker will be awarded the grand prize of $50,000 scholarship to some nobody's university and the nostalgia prize. Now, uh, Wearable Tech 9, have you brought the nostalgia prize? Yeah, it's uh, hang on a second, it's right here. Oh, Jesus. Okay, cool. Oh, all right. So it's a uh, an original Nintendo zapper, uh, with yeah, orange, obviously. All right. Cool. All right. So, hey, thanks, cool. Patreon members, for our yeah. Nostalgia Prize of the Week. Oh, also, uh, Dylan, I don't mean to interrupt you while you're uh, doing your keynote stuff, but we happen to uh, have a message from last week's winner. Um, I uploaded it, if that's okay. If of course. Mind. Go ahead and we can have the producers put it on. Yep. Let me just uh, get this pulled up real fast. Let's see. Uh, here we go. Fred Stoll are feeling good. It's a nice Day. Maybe you know me from Seinfeld, Raymond, Dumb and Dumber. I got a nice part coming up on Raven's Home. But you know what's really sweet? Making me, Fred Stoller, feel good. I just beat Michael Colby in PowerPoint Showdown. Woohoo! Awesomeness. And my life is amazing because of the win. Michael Colby, try harder next time. I don't know if you could do it, could beat me. I'm going to let you try again one more time. It's now, now, as I said on Everybody Loves Raymond. Now Fred Stoller is gloating, feeling good on Easter. How I aced you, Michael Colby. That was a good oh, episode. Yeah, Fred Stoller obviously crushed it last week, so uh, make sure you check out our YouTube mm -hmm. channel. Uh, he remind not, everybody what he was on. Yeah, he did not. Uh, what's that? PowerPoint Showdown. All the other shows he's on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's a piece of pitcher holic. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he did not like the one guest, Michael Colby. He uh, seemed like it was a personal mission just to beat him. Uh, but anyway, I'm sorry, Dylan. Go ahead and uh, finish. No, your... that's uh, Frontman James, please. Sorry, um, sorry, Frontman James. Wearable Tech 9. Uh, anyway, without any further ado, let's bring up our first presentation on Wearable Tech. Of course, Wearable Technologies. Is tech the new fashion or a joke? Uh, I'm going to start off by saying, of course, there's nothing funny about wearable tech. I'm going to take this very seriously, and I would hope that everybody in the audience and the fellow members of the panel will also take it very seriously. Uh, Technology marches on, whether we want it to or not, whether society wants it to or not, and whether our ethical standards of uh, manipulation or certain things like that can handle it or not. And one of those is wearable tech. And, of course, the questions therein being... Is it new fashion or is it a joke? Let's go to the next slide and figure this out. Now we're going to do a little bit of a warm up here. Um, and I am going to ask, of course, the members of the panel to participate as well. Uh, because I am the because I am the keynote speaker, um, I'm going to lead us in this warm up myself and then we'll go down the line. We're going to do our best Seinfeld impressions and a joke about technology. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, How come all these technologies? Oh, I can already feel the comedy muscles loosening up. Uh, let's hear from Wearable Tech Nine. Your Seinfeld impression and a joke about technology. <laughs> Gosh, <clears throat> Wearable Technology. Wait, that was just walking. <laughs> wearable Technologies. Who are these people? Uh, I didn't. I should have practiced this. Uh, it's okay. We're we're doing this warm up so that when we do Seinfeld impressions later, which I'm sure are coming, we'll all be ready. Ben, let's hear it. What's the deal with wearable technology? Aren't all things you wear technically technology? Someone designed them. Ah, oh, Kramer. Uh, I can see that at least one of us came over prepared for tonight, and let's hear from Little Cheese It. What's the deal with these Google glasses? Every time I wear them, I get distracted and then walk out into the street and get hit by a car. What is up with that? Ah, lovely. I can I can really feel the creative energy in this place moving, much like the energy, which is the electricity, which powers our wearable tech. Let's move on to our next slide, please. Now, this is a minion. Now, the question, of course, with minions is where do you wear this? Let's... Uh, Let's make sure we're all on the same page. Let's define minion. Now, it's a noun. Uh, it's pronounced minion. You can see the uh, phonetic pronunciation there. It's a follower or underling of a powerful person, especially a servile or unimportant one. I think the definition is a little unclear there because I think the servile and unimportant qualities are referring to the minion, not the powerful person. An issue with technology, which can be served by educating people in the humanities, the opposite of technology. Now, the question on this slide is, where do you wear this? Where do you wear a minion? And it depends on the size of the minion. And it depends on the circumference of the orifice. I'm going to let that sit with you for just a second as we go to the next slide. La piña, or the pineapple. Uh, Similar to a minion in shape and uh, sometimes size, depending on the... uh, cycle of life of the minion i'm not entirely sure how long they live but i can't imagine it's very long uh similar to a minion but more difficult to wear comfortably and that feeds into our talk this 
tonight on technology because some technology can be invasive. You have your watch, you have smartwatch. I don't because I don't believe in allowing myself to be tracked by these mega like monolithic tech companies, which can read my biometrics and then use that data to sell ad space and target me for various advertisements for heartworm medication or, you know, something along those lines. But just like technology, fruit can also be invasive. I feel like I'm straying further from the point today than I intended to. So let's get back on topic by going to the next slide. Exhibit A. These are chicken socks. I had this brilliant idea to support my theory where in order to make ourselves feel like we are wearing tech, we actually wear things that make us feel more primitive. Now, what's more primitive than a person? A chicken, because chickens are descended from dinosaurs. When you wear chicken feet, you pretend to be a dinosaur and you walk around. I, my camera is a little too, I'm going to try and get this an angle, but you got to like pretend to be a dinosaur in order to fully experience what it's like to have wearable tech. Um, now, these are just prototypes. <coughs> They're a little rough looking. The, the intent eventually is to create and sort of automated stilt, uh, which will act like that backwards ankle that dinosaurs had, you know, where their legs are like that instead of like that. Um, and so that way you can just kind of walk around like a, like a, like an ostrich or cassowary, you know, those giant birds that are kind of like dinosaurs nowadays. I'm the, I'm the front man of a band. I let the roadies and the production staff handle a lot of the technology. This is just an idea. I'm going to run it past those guys. Uh, one of them, his uncle, is like on the board of um, that Japanese company that just did the robot exosuit. I'm sure you saw that, where it's a guy in the he's got the big arms mm -hmm. and like the, can, the cannon. We'll talk we'll talk about that later. Let's go to the next slide, please. Uh he asked me not to talk about this, but I did meet my business partner in prison. Uh, and I say business partner, not band partner, because he's not very good at music and I don't qualify him as a guitar player. Um, but he's the one with the face. So he's the one who makes all the money on the marketing. He's the one who, he, he runs our Instagram page. It's great. It's just him with like all of his guitar straps on and he's wearing nothing else. And a lot of people like it. He gets all these modeling gigs and a lot of that money gets funneled into like repairing our amps in the hotel rooms that we smash while we're on tour. Uh, but I met him in prison and he had been in prison for embezzling money from the federal government. And I was like, wow, that's a really widespread story for someone who is also a musician and a techie and a model. And I mean, there were other charges involved in this prison sentence that he didn't go into. So I assume it had something to do with like piracy or something. Cause that's what everybody's in prison for nowadays or like weed or something like that, which is a whole other discussion. Um, but you know, we could talk about technology and weed and how you could like wear a respirator or like a vapor thing. And eventually maybe it will be federally legal. Um, he is the one who put this together for me. Um, I don't know. I think I'm, I think I'm doing pretty well. Um, I'm used to being on stage. Great. If you can't great, tell, man. you're doing great. I, I have, I hope I don't have to remind the panel not to interrupt, but thank you. I'm um, sorry. I, I didn't mean to interrupt. Let's go to the next slide, please. All right. We're back to, the, we're back to stuff. I know now um, these ideas just keep coming to me. This is a wearable tech. Uh, it's instrumented insert for your foot. It's a shoe insert like a Dr. Scholl sole. Um, or whatever you like those gel inserts or something like that. 
but it has three sensors and a bunch of electronics and like an element of electricity because that's an, I think that's an element. Electrum is like a metal, so I think electricity comes from electrum, and it's like it's on the elemental table, I think. Um, but you put them in your shoe, and then you hook a monitor up to your ankle, and the heartbeat from the ankle monitor and the steps you take generate a beat. And then you can up the pitch and lower the pitch and adjust the rhythm by walking faster and by doing the, you have like a little hand clicker in your hand. Um, I had a prototype here. Um, yeah. Okay. So it looks like this and you can like adjust it up and down and then there's a switch on. It's great. It, uh, we're doing a lot of testing right now, um, but it's just one in a million that we've got coming. So let's, 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 Follow up on two and a million in the next slide. All right. Um, I thought I had longer. Um, okay. No, it's fine. I had this cool idea for, it's like a, it's something you wear over your eye. Um, and it makes your hair stand up like from static electricity. And we had some issues in, in public tests where people got allergic and puffed up. Should really talk to him about including the more sensitive stuff in these presentations, but in conclusion, wearable tech, um, it's cool. We're doing a lot here. Um, if you're looking for wearable tech, get one of those headsets that lets you listen to music. Um, and you can listen to James devours the earth. We got a new album coming out. Um, it's, it's great. It's got a lot of, it's got a lot of accordion on it. Uh, we found an accordion player who really just absolutely kills it. Um, but yeah, go go find our albums. Uh, we have a music video out, just one. It was directed by our guy. Um, and I uh, look out for our line of wearable tech stuff that's coming in a, a while. Longer than I thought we thought, but that's okay. Uh, look for our tech stuff and go, go buy our stuff. And that, that concludes it. Thank you. Um. All right, let's. I think we're doing we're doing questions. Okay, I got time for an encore. Let's let's do an encore. Uh, we'll cheese it. We'll cheese it. Let's hear from you. Now, I was I was told that this panel was going to be a panel of experts, and that we weren't supposed to be plugging our albums. Uh, I was just wondering. It sounded like you had no idea what you were talking about, and you just wanted to talk about your album. But you had a really good idea with the wearable uh, vaporizer for the weed. Um, is that going to be coming to? Uh, is that going to be coming to retail soon, so that I can walk around and, uh, you know, want you know what I mean? Uh, just be smoking weed all the time. Um. Well, for I, I do want to address your initial concerns. Um, I did talk about wearable technology, which is why I'm here. Um, I am an expert in things. It may not be a wearable technology, but I am an expert in some stuff. Um, I am certified in forklift safety. So uh, that's an expert certification. Thank you. Um, and then uh, the weed thing, we are currently engaged in like a bloody legal dispute with the federal government because they just won't let us be. Um, but depending on where you are in the country, uh, I mean, you can just fucking make it out of a gas mask and a vaporizer. Like, it's not hard, man. Yeah. You might need to yeah, shave the beard yeah. to get, like, an airtight seal, but I wouldn't if I were you. That's not going to happen, baby. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, ben, just go up the line. Ben. 
Hi, uh, first off, thank you. That was a very informative presentation. Uh, ben here, longtime convention attendee, first time panelist. Uh, I actually had a question about your technologies here. Would it be possible to combine the uh, rhythmic inserts from the boots with the chicken socks? Or do chickens have too much natural rhythm and we get into conflict there? We attempted to combine that, but the interesting thing, and we're not sure what caused it, is that it overwrote any song we uploaded into the chicken dance. Um, and there's only so many times that our testers could hear that before they killed themselves. A quick follow-up question. Of course. Uh, how many times? Three. Thank you. Of course. Uh, that that is universal across all thirteen test subjects. Uh, wearable Tech Nine. First off, I just want to say thank you very much for being here. Now, I did have a question about your last single. Mm -hmm. That was my menu wears me. Mm -hmm. I happened to realize on your slide you also had almost a diagram for something that is a minion that is wearable, and you said orifices. Mm -hmm. Where do you wear this minion? And is it based on the song? I I want to, I just want to be clear that I only use the word orifice because I needed something that rhymed with expertus. Mm. Um, I'm sorry. Can you repeat the rest of the question? Where do you wear the minion? Oh, okay. Um, if you are over six years old, you can insert it into the nostril. Mm. Um, but it's not recommended for children under the age of six. A quick follow-up. Mm -hmm. What does it do? What does your hat do? It's not tech. It's style. It's a joke. <laughs> okay, well, with no further questions, and very very few more adieus, I think it's time for our second presenter, Ben Hooper. Hello, uh, welcome to my presentation here at the Wearable Tech Conference. Uh, let's start out. You see, I got a brain implant of my own free will, and so should you. Uh, as you can see here, my head has been replaced with a thumbs up, showing my attitude all the time. It's the only thing I can feel anymore, and it's great. Next slide, please. Now here we have a very important graph, happiness levels after the implant. Uh, contrary to what the title says, there's actually also some information on before implant. As you can see, I was at about a 1.5 happiness quotient. Uh, for those of you who aren't really familiar with measurements of happiness, 1.5 is like you just got some McDonald's fries, but they're only kind of warm. They're not cold yet. But they're not hot, they're not quite brown, they're just very mildly disappointing, just like life before the implant. After the implant, I'm up to a seven. Now, uh, once again, for those of you who just aren't as well versed in happiness measurements, a seven on the happiness scale is like you go to McDonald's and order fries, and instead they give you a salad because it's much better for you, and then you eat it, and you feel good and healthy and you just want to give thumbs up all the time because you have a brain implant. Next slide. Now, for those of you who are worried, I want to put those fears to rest. We're going to talk about how it works. Number one, it is quick. Number one, 
it is easy, and number one, it is fun. Now, I know what you're thinking. That's a list of three things, Ben. What are you, an idiot? No, you're the idiot. They're all number one because they are all of the most importance. Number one. One thumb and one thumb makes two number one thumbs. Now, if you look at the diagram, see, we've got Pungst Izawi uh, right here behind uh, my eye. And down the line here, we've got the Warshak Izawi. Now, if you don't speak Polish like I do, what that means is the little yellow spot inside your head under the eye. And we uh, insert the implant here into the pre-nosed nozzle It's sort of a, what do you call this on a human? Not the beak, the, the, the beak. We'll call it the beak. beak. Goes up the beak to the Warzek Izawi, yellow spot inside under the eye, which it is that color if you were to cut me open right now. I'd ask you not to, but even if you did, I'd feel great because of my brain implant. Next slide. What the implant does and why it's great. Now I want you to take a moment and regard this chart. Do you see the lines? That's the most important part. There's a lot of lines. And all of these lines are going out from the implant and into your brain. And if there's one thing that I remember from math class, it's that lines are the x-axis of happiness. And isn't that great? Next slide. This thing is great. You should totally get one. Now you may think, Ben, is that a quote from you? You just said it. <laughs> no, that is a quote from all of your friends and family, especially your very disappointed mothers. Here you can see uh, somebody's mother with their eyes blackened out, another mother up top, eyes also blackened out. And over here, we've got uh, somebody's cousin. I think it was Freddie or Eddie. He doesn't really care what you call him because he has a brain implant and he feels great. Next slide. Now, you may be thinking, why do I need a brain implant? I already have the external apparatus that I need to do the same thing without putting anything inside my head. But I want you to look at this man. Look at him. He's got his face hooked up to the happiness tank, pumping it inside, and he's writing by hand. He's gonna get carpal tunnel. He's not gonna feel good. The tank's gonna run out eventually. And here's the problem. He looks like an idiot. Do you want to look like an idiot? Do you wanna to continue to look like the idiot that you already look like? I doubt it. Don't read the text, it's just a crazy other language. <laughs> just a little joke from me to you. Next slide, please. <laughs> Sorry about that. I am actually very happy, like I just said. I don't know why I apologized. Please don't disregard the prior slide. It was very important. But let's look at these faces down here. We've got the first face. That's a very happy person. Second face, also extremely happy. Third face, delighted. Fourth face, having a little smile. You might not think it, but all four of these people are very happy. It's just when you reach a certain level of inner happiness, you no longer need to show it on your face. 
everyone knows because of all the thumbs up you're giving. Next slide, please. In conclusion, allow me to stretch my neck like this. <laughs> now you're thinking to yourself, Ben, I can't do that. How did you do it? The answer is brain implant. Do you want your neck veins to bulge like you went to the gym, even though you literally have eaten nothing but McDonald's fries for the past month? Get a brain implant, and you too can look like Thomas Hayden Church, sort of cringing while flexing his neck muscles. I would now like to open up to any questions from my fellow panelists. Uh, wearable Tech Nine. Thank you so much for being here. You're ben. welcome. Ben. Uh, I did have one question actually on the, the opening of your slide. Now, mm -hmm. you said that this is how you feel uh, having a, uh, a fist with a thumbs up as a head because of how happy you are. Now, this does lead to not seeing, eating, or breathing. Please speak to that. Well, you see, eating, sleeping, breathing, whatever the fourth thing you said was, these are all things that we as humans do in our pursuit of happiness. Would you eat if you didn't need it to be happy? Why bother to sleep? Why bother to breathe? When you have a brain implant, you don't need to do any of these things. You're already eated and sleeped and breathed. You just feel great. Next question, uh, Frontman James. Uh, thank you for the presentation. Um, You're welcome. Now, I was curious, and this is something of a follow-up to Wearable Tech Nine's question. At the beginning of the presentation, you said that you, your head had turned into a thumbs up. At the end it of the presentation, at the end of the presentation, you said you could look like Thomas Hayden Church, cringing. I guess my question is: Do you think Thomas Hayden Church looks like a thumb? And if so, whose? Yes. And the answer to your second inquiry is all of ours. All of our thumbs are as one. One thumb, one love, one light. Next question, please. Okay. Lil Cheese It. Yeah, man. I I'm very happy for you that you got your happy brain now, but thanks, I, me too. I got one of these uh brain implants that you're talking about. And I think they put in your old brain because I always feel like I'm eating some slightly disappointing McDonald's french fries. Now, are these all new brains or do you take the brains out of the, the people that you give the good brains to and then give the bad brains to the bad people? Is that what you're doing? Because I don't feel like I deserve your old brain. <laughs> yes, we certainly do. Any more questions? <laughs> I think we do have one question from the audience, actually. Uh, Mr. Blue oh, Shoe Nick, Mr. Blue Shoe Nick is asking, Mr. Ben, can you elaborate on the increase in cases of thumb injuries among implanted patients? Thank you, Blue Shoe Nick. This is a great question. And the answer is, I reject the premise. What is an injury? An injury means that something is wrong. Something is gone bad. Something is unhappy. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. There are no injuries once you have a brain implant. Only hilarious accidents. Okay. Any further questions? 
Not from me. No. I'm almost oh, no, I do, I do, I do have one actually. Oh, oh um, Ben, Ben, are you okay? <laughs> yeah. Do, do you need us to call, like, get, get out? <laughs> I sure this, do. This is not the forum for this front man. I, I, as the keynote speaker, it is my duty to ask oh. any questions. Um, but of course, if uh, if Ben is saying that all things are good, then all things are good. Believe it wholeheartedly. <laughs> I sure am. Excellent. All right. And with two more adieus to go, I think we are going to hear our next presentation from Will Cheese It. Let's bring it up on screen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, now, I'm going to do my presentation today as a 2009 case study how wearable tech will increase uh, by 79% by 2019. And as we all know, that was actually the case. Uh, everybody uh, has been wearing their Google Glasses. Everybody has been wearing their uh, weed tanks with, with, the, uh, with the mask on them. And um, I would like to start my presentation right now, if it's okay, If I could get the next slide, please. Now, what I think is going to occur by 2010, I think arms and belts and wrists are all going to have the tech on them. By 2014, we're going to replace our face. We're going to put our eyes into the eyes of the other people in the place in 2019 we're gonna have a full head attack we're gonna get the neck we're gonna get the ankles down to the feet we're gonna make some wearable tech with our toenails baby you know what i'm saying now all of this happened because my company made it happen that all we want to do we started by wanting to make some rhymes and we did it all the time but nobody else was ready for it so we had to take a shit and then we're gonna do the next slide this is harder than i thought it would be did you now, say take a shit <laughs> Now, in 2010, I even asked everybody at Blockbuster Video because they still had Blockbusters where I lived. I said, hey, give me the most realistic movie that you got. I want to watch it on my Google Glass. I'm going to sit on my ass and watch Iron Man. He flies in a suit of flying armor, man. Now, I said, give me the most wanted. Now I'm off beat. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm not that quick on my feet. But I got the flexible keyboard. It was sweatpants with AOL installed again in 2010. Now, what's never going to happen, that rhymed, was plentiful and wearable food. 
risotto is sexy. We can make risotto with the tech that we wear on our hands. We got 3D printers printing food with gloves, man. Next slide, please. Now, if you want to find where the trends come from, you got to ask Jeeves. Again, in 2010, where I am from, all of this stuff was still going on. You got edible diamonds. Edible diamonds. That's all I eat. My teeth is made out of diamonds. And then I eat the extra diamonds. And then what we do, Netflix was not ready to go. So we we put all of our money into Beanie Babies. And then when that bubble burst, we ate the Beanie Babies. And it was okay because we had the edible diamond this isn't this isn't ramen. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I, I I'm not as good at this. At I got these face tattoos before I started rapping, <laughs> thinking that this was gonna be easy, man. But it's not. I I don't know what I'm gonna do. I can't go back to my job. I can't go back to my job at the last blockbuster, baby, because I got all these face tattoos. What am I gonna do? Um, next slide, please. Let's see if we can get back into the groove. Now, somebody once told me the world was going to roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. I got face tattoos and I got the blues because I can't go back to my job at Blockbuster. Now, everybody is wearing... Every, everybody is wearing the... The, the let me try this again somebody once told me the world was gonna roll me i ain't the sharpest tool in the shed rapping is hard i gotta stay on my guard and wearable technologies um uh, next slide please uh, now the Bible tells you that God and Abraham um okay I'm gonna stop this no I got I got I got all these face tattoos you know what I'm saying and I got my, my teeth replaced with these diamonds and I thought this was gonna be easy but my real passion my real passion, man, you know, you know about passion. My my real passion is the Bible. So what I would like to do is I would like to get, you know, how they have these watches that um, can do all sorts of stuff. Now, uh, I don't, I I don't want the watches to be able to tell you what time it is. I don't want the watches to show you where you're going. I don't want you to get your be able to have your text messages on your watch. All I want the watch to do is be a very small, little, tiny version of the Bible that you can watch anytime. You can see the God begat Abraham, who begat Hagar, who begat Sarah. Um, see, 
the two of them they fucked right and then they had isaac and david and abraham and hagar they fucked you know what i'm saying and they had ishmael and islam there's so much fucking going on in the bible i just i think it's really cool man we got david and david fucked jesus and the the babies that they had were christianity and judaism it's pretty cool man because you know jews love jesus it's it's a thing that happens um they love him and the reason that they love him is because as you can see i got this watch and all it does is tell you bible verses um so i guess what i'm gonna have to do is i'm gonna have to start my own tech company with wearable bibles because nobody's gonna hire me looking like this i look like a fucking idiot man um can you give me the next slide please i gotta uh, i'm gonna have to figure out my whole goddamn life now the lucky thing is that wearable sales have been on 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 the upswing uh everybody loves that they wearable technologies uh there's been a a 1.01 sales increase uh, between 2001 and 2019 and as everybody knows it's 2022 now baby everything that was trending back then it's just getting better we just got more wearable technologies that people's buying the same stuff that people loved in 2010 they love that stuff even more now uh so the 1.01 percent sales increase was between 2001 is when i think that my presentation starts and 2019 which it's just been going up since then so i think in the last three years there's been another 2.75 percent increase in wearable bibles uh next slide please now in conclusion in 2019, it was okay to be a racist. <laughs> it's not okay to be a racist anymore. Um, and I think what's happening is uh, people people have the technology, and it's all over the place. You know, you put your Google Glass on, like everybody does. Every time they leave the house, they always wear their Google Glass. And they can see these images from 2009, which is when my presentation starts, I think. Um, and you can see these images of things that were acceptable in 2019. And they're not acceptable anymore. And that's all due to wearable technologies. Uh, because it, before people could see this stuff... They just thought it was okay, but now they know that it's not. It's not okay to have something like this in your house. Um, and honestly, if you read your Bible, you would know to treat everybody with compassion, and everybody is your brother. And there's no, there's no reason to be mean to anybody unless they use slave and then you can beat them with a rod um and as long as they don't die they're okay it says so in the bible 
It says so in the Bible. I'm not even joking about this. It really says that in the Bible. I, I, gotta ever get an ask back? We probably gotta. <laughs> gotta cut. I I don't know what to tell you. It's in the Bible. You can have. You can have. Does, that, does anyone have any questions for a little cheese? It. Yeah, uh, Ben, you got a question? Yeah, hi. Uh, thank you for that uh, presentation. It was very presenty. Uh, I actually have a question about the Bible. Um, yeah. What do you think begat means? Um, it means that um, when somebody fucks, um, they have a baby. Um, and in Bible times, um, anybody could fuck anybody and they could just have babies. It didn't matter, man. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You just, and a baby came out, man. How do you think that there was two people in the beginning of the earth? And how do you think that we got to have 7 billion people? Uh, we just, we just pooped them out, uh, because, Back in those days, it was okay. You didn't you didn't need just half of the population to be able to have babies. You they just all came out of everybody. It's in the Bible, man. Thank you. That was very clear. So so begatting is pooping out babies. Yeah, man. You poop out <laughs> the babies, man. Wait, I'm sorry. Uh yeah, uh frontman dames. Um Thank you, little Cheez-It, for coming to the conference. Um, I did happen to see you at Coachella the night of the uh, train derailing, and it was a great show until then. Um, yeah, well, you know, it seems like everywhere I go, there's a tragedy because I'm I'm a terrible person, and terrible things follow me around. Well, I think the trend is continuing tonight, but I had a question about um, what what kind. What kind of trends from 2009 besides racism are you following to try and increase your sales? Well, the, the I, I worked okay. so hard on this conference. Here's the thing: I don't like racism. I don't think <coughs> I don't think that people should be mean to each other, and I don't think anybody should have slaves. I'm just saying that they're in the Bible, man. And what I'm saying is that in 2009. Lots of stuff was wrong, uh, but in it, but now we know that that stuff is wrong, and the only thing from 2009 that's still okay is the Bible. That's the only thing that's still okay. Okay, all right, Bible sales, gotcha. Yeah, wear, wearable tech nine. Now, um, normally I say thanks for coming to the presentation. Uh, but I also was at that Coachella event uh, that uh, James was at when that train derailed. And luckily you had your electronic Bible that has the beatbox on it with your obviously number one sound ground uh, song based on your favorite Bible verse. Uh, to try to swing this back around towards positivity, do you want to give us a couple lines of that very popular sound ground song? Uh, yeah, just let me get... Now, lots of stuff 
in the Bible, like horse cum and donkey dicks. There's lots of things in the Bible, like killing kids with bears. There's lots of stuff in the Bible about smashing children against the rocks. But that doesn't matter because all you got to do is get the cocks and put them in someone else. And then they begat someone else. And that is how we get 8 billion people on the earth. And that's my favorite verse from that song. Yeah. It sounded different then, but thank you. No, that's exactly how it's always gone. No, it it definitely sounded good then. Uh, I, if there are no further questions from the panel, I believe we have one question from uh, our audience member, Blue Shoe Nick. Uh, and he asked, Cheese, leave a comment on your ongoing beef with Hoof Hearted. Now, Hoof Hearted, of course, is a uh, fellow MC and host of uh, DMTV's Cribs. Well, Hoof, Hoof Hardly, as I like to call him, uh, he don't have no rhymes. Um, he works at the Hollywood Video uh, down the street from the blockbuster that I used to work at, and he was he was in that manager, so he never even saw nobody. He thought that he could rhyme. He just spent his whole day, he just spent his whole night just listening to beats and trying to rhyme, and he never could. But he would go, we would go to the local, um, we would go to the local train station, and then we would have rap battles against each other, and. I think I destroyed him enough that uh, I don't have to talk about him anymore. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, the last I heard, um, the last rap battle that we had, I destroyed him so bad that he died. Okay. And uh, I do want to end this. Uh, thank you for the presentation, little Jesus. Um, and I do want to end that particular presentation. Our hearts do go out to the victims of the train derailment from Coachella 2022. Uh, Pat Monahan has never sounded the same, and we hope the band recovers quickly. And with our last ado, we will be going on to Wearable Tech 9 and their presentation this evening to close us out. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to be doing something tonight that might seem a bit drastic, but I'm going to talk about wearable tech. Uh, I'm going to be talking about wearable tech. I'm not going to be pitching to you uh, albums. I'm not going to be pitching to you uh, my SoundGround account. Uh, I'm not going to be pitching to you uh, this rundown head that I'm trying to sell to get a better head. I'll be talking to you about the benefits of wearable tech. Now, why are there benefits of wearable tech? Well, easy. We got our hands. We want to use our hands. If we keep using tech with our hands, we're using up our hands. I got to do other stuff with my hands which is why I'm trying to wear this tech. I'm going to get onto that soon. So next slide, please. Now, modern day challenges. You have your who, what, when, where, and Waluigi, which is pretty easy. Now, if we could wear this, though, we wouldn't have our hands on these guns, hoping that this draw four would not come down in time. Now, when you have your player A and your player B, and they're really trying to reinvent the wheel, really trying to give you chess, but like, the business style of chess. And they have all their mana ready to be tapped. And the only thing you got left to do, drop that draw four card. But you know what they're going to do. Probably tap the lands, reverse that thing on you. 
which is why you got to have your revolver out. Now, if any slash all of this were wearable, your hands would be free for guns, mana tapping, drawing, four, kinging the queen, anything. I think this slide alone proves my point, but I have six more. So next slide, please. Now, modern day solutions. You have the natural way. And you can just grab that shrew right out of the ground and just shake it violently until it gives you the answers that you want. Uh, I like to call my shrew Jeeves, and I keep asking it questions, and it doesn't tell me the answer. Now, there is an unnatural way, and if you just cross over your forearm a little bit and typically tap that mouse, you're going to learn so much more. The problem is that you're going to learn more, but you're doing something with your hand. Now, if that mouse was wearable, say it was a puppet or a sleeve or a sock, you could do stuff while wearing it. Your hand could be open to grab another shrew and name that fella anything you want, like Jeff. Next slide, please. And this data might surprise you. The technology versus non-technology, when we studied a bunch of babies' brains, it turned out that the majority of them did not have tech inside of them. Uh, it was a bunch of goopy mess. Uh, some of them actually did have tech inside them, which led to more questions uh, for their parents, but not for the babies as they were infants and could barely speak to us. But the ones that did not have the wearable tech, no matter how hard we searched their brains, they wouldn't give us the answers. There were some Lego logs in there and some of those tiddly bits and bibble bobs. What are those games called? Anyway, this data surprised the H word out of me. And it probably will surprise you to think that of 50, 42, yes, dips in the middle a little bit. And then you got about 41 on the no. Is that not surprising? I mean, that's, what is that, like 83 in total? Surprise the shit out of me. Next slide, please. Now, obviously, there's going to be some risks. And when it comes to wearable tech and really anything that's an endeavor, you got to really work on the risk versus the reward. And if you look over here, you're going to see a bunch of pictures of some possibilities that could happen if the tech that is worn goes in correctly. Uh, a, you can have a bunch of just ants flying out of your fingers. Now, looking at B, the easy thing to do is try to grab those ants and eat them real fast, uh, but that's going to probably leave your butthole open to some pretty disastrous events. And if you don't have your minion, watch out. Now, C, you're going to try to get those ants away from your face as much as possible because eating them is not going to help. Now, your butthole will still out, but get those ants away from you. Now, D, ants are everywhere, literally everywhere. Now, buttholes out, ants are on all of your hands. Somehow they're jumping all around your body. If you had wearable tech, you could figure all this out. Now, if we jump down to G, what you're going to see is initially you're going to be scared, maybe a little frightened. But if you final posture, you're going to look pretty confident if you have this wearable tech. No ants in your buttholes. Your butthole is actually safe. People can't see it anymore because you're wearing something that is technology, but also covering. And there's not ants everywhere. So there is some risk with not wearing these antless pants. Next slide, please. Now, this shit can kill you, and you need to protect your neck. Now, mutation burden, uh, that's our key right here. Now, this is going to be from birth to the end of life, and obviously, a birth, very low mutation burden. At the end of life, though, ugh, it's like an X-Men comic in here. Now, the mouse has a very short-term life, which means it kind of pops off until that end-of-life high burden pretty quickly. Dog takes its time. Humans, they're pretty slow on that. 
But the one thing that we cannot look past is these goddamn horses. These horse mutation burdens. Especially once they hit 20 years old and they can start driving and they can go see R-rated movies and they understand the burdens that they're taking on no matter how mutated, you're going to wish you had that wearable tech. Next slide, please. Flipper Finnegan, I'm coming for you, you son of a bitch. I tried to tell him before this thing started that I was not going to be able to prove to people that you can hide your porpoise in wearable tech. And that son of a bitch, he told me that people were going to see it and they were going to call me out on it. Luckily, little cheese is here to back me up because he knows Flipper Finnegan. Because that XC whore current rapper or whatever they think they're trying to be, not hiding their porpoises in their wearable tech. Whew. Forgot about this one. I got really angry when I made this slide. Next slide, please. That's super good. Now, in conclusion, here's Utah. Now, when you think about a wearable watch, or you think about a wearable anklet, or you think about your wearable nails, if your body were the USA, Utah is the only thing being taken up by that wearable tech. And you have places that you could show off your Mississippi, your Texas. Maybe you're northern Maine. It doesn't matter. As long as there's wearable tech on you, people know where you are. You're porpoise free. You can watch out for those ants in your buttholes. And you're really showing off the solid part of the Continental 48. And I'm pretty sure that without that little uh, uh, shout out to Flipper Finnegan, I'm pretty sure I kind of summed up why. If we could bring that first slide back up, please. Um I'm pretty sure I proved to you the benefits of wearing wearable tech. Risk versus reward. Thank you very much. I'll take every single question there is out there. Ooh, little cheese it. Yeah. Uh what what if you want the anth in your butthole? Well, then you would just wear the the tech on your head. Okay. So oh. if you wear the tech on your butthole, they yeah. go to your head? Well, that just if if it's not on your butthole, then it frees up that orifice for literally anything, including ants. Okay, and where can I get some ants? Uh, you could find them mostly in Florida, most of the continental United States. I think I've heard of them on Amazon.com as well. Okay, thank you very much. My pleasure. Uh, we're gonna go to Frontman James. Um, yes, thank you for the presentation. Um. Your feud with Flipper Finnegan is very well documented. Um, I, I, I'm, I, I admit to some confusion because you know he's dead because I saw you at Flipper Finnegan's wake. Oh um, yeah, he's dead. Yeah. Guess why? Wasn't wearing his tech. I'm the one asking the question. Can I ask my question? Oh, mine it's, was rhetorical. Wasn't really a question. Go oh, ahead, please. Um. I apologize. Come back to me. I apologize. It slipped my mind. Okay, Ben, please. Hi. Yeah, thank you for that presentation. It was very fascinating look into the world of wearable tech. Uh, my question is actually about Waluigi. Uh, you mentioned uh, earlier on. I wondered uh, in what ways has wearable tech enhanced Waluigi's life? Well, when trying to figure out what people need in the world, you got to ask yourself the main five W's. The who, what, when, where, and Waluigi. Now, when thinking about Waluigi, what does that sound like? <laughs> right? Wow. That, sounds, that sounds pretty bad. Uh, and you don't want any of that around. 
So you got to make sure you find something that's going to keep that at a distance, whether it's a wearable turtle shell, a wearable banana uh, peel, or really just uh, uh, something that has nothing to do with racing. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, Frontman James, did you want to return to that question? <laughs> About I think that you son I, of a bitch. I think your outburst actually answered it. I was hoping you could elaborate your point of view because Finnegan, before his untimely death, had made the talk show circuit, and it seemed that the American public had sided with him. Yeah. I was wondering if you could take the stage and give your state your case. Well, absolutely. Uh, I was at one of these uh, TEDx talks uh, talking about something I was working on, uh, and it was the it was the the technology. Uh, I guess the the technical term for whatever the technical casket is. Um, it was like a tech casket. And we didn't have a good name for it. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, this fish tank rolls in. And this son of a bitch, Flipper Finnegan, comes out and says, you don't wear caskets, caskets wear you. And they began this whole debate. Now, the debate wasn't whether or not my tech was good or not. The debate was whether you wear a casket or the casket wears you. And I told that slippery son of a bitch, I hope you get into a casket whether it wears you or not. I do not give a shit. And everyone in the whole crowd was like, whoa, you can't be talking to Flipper Finnegan like this. And I flipped off every single one of them, one at a time. And I told them all where they could get a very good discount on this tech casket of mine. Um... Turns out he was actually coming to this conference to make up for another issue of ours. And he was trying to put me into his will and he wanted my actual last name. Um, but I do not care. That son of a bitch had no right to be there. And we had our agreement. It was one TEDx conference away from each other at all times. Okay. Well, I suspect the court of public opinion will decide your sentence, but I don't. <laughs> they are. Uh, if there are no further questions from the panel, we do have one question from VIP member of the audience, Blue Shoe Nick, who asks, W equals tech nine. Do you find higher mutation burden when you have more risks or more whisks? What is the optimal risk to whisk ratio for the least sphincter friction? Whisk to risk one to one. Uh, if you're whisking those sphincters, you got there is going to be some amount of risk. Um, now, we find that depending on how you wear this whisk, we'll drop the risk of infections or other kind of mutations. Um, but really it, it's, you got to keep your eye on the prize at all times. You got to really know what you're trying to do. Just remember your five W's, your who, what, where, why, and Waluigi's. What's the risk ratio goes way down. And I believe, unless anyone has any further questions from the panel. All right. Very good. Uh, with every presentation given, we've reached the end of the conference, and we will now vote on which panel member deserves to win the $50,000 scholarship award and the collector's nostalgia prize. We're going to do this by indicating with our hands and number of fingers which presenter they believe is going to be the one most deserving. Myself as one, Ben as two, Lil Cheesa as three, and of course, Wearable Tech Nine as four. And we will choose a presenter and vote in three. Two, one. <laughs> and I believe the votes have been tallied. And with a resounding three to one result, the winner of the $50,000 scholarship and collector's prize is Ben Hooper. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad I got that brain implant. Excellent. Glad to hear. 
I believe that concludes our conference for the week, actually. Now, uh, Mr. Hooper, please, as the winner, tell us the topic for next week's conference. Uh, Waluigi, a deeper look. Oh, excellent. That's going to be a tough one. That's going to be a real episode, probably. It's going to be a real son of a cheese. We have a real just scab of an episode coming next week for you. (laughs) Just a real... Just gonna, shit you're going to get a rash right through your earphones. Well, anyway, I have been your host, <laughs> Frontman James. Uh, of course, each of our panelists, starting with Mr. Hooper, please tell us where interested parties can find more of your work or listen to you, listen to you speak or whatever you want to plug right now. Uh, coming up soon on YouTube, you can find me at the We Know You're Listening show. Uh, that will be premiering in May. You can see the words I have written at upi.com. You can hear my mother's podcast, uh, Turi Rider's She Said What podcast. Turi Rider is not my mother. She's my mother's best friend, and they have a podcast. She Excellent. talks about me sometimes. All lies. Okay. <laughs> nice. Your mother lies about me, too. Yeah. Uh, Wearable Tech 9, where can people find you? Well, uh, you can find my mother lying about me at most Denny's, uh, mostly the graveyard shift. Uh, that bitch will tell you some nasty things about my appetite, uh, but they're probably all true because she knows me better than anybody. But if you want to hear anything that I say that most likely Dylan writes, uh, you can open up your smart socks, whether they're chicken feet or not. Uh, maybe a little smart, stupid tattoo in your face. Type in some nobodies and you can see everything. That we do. Michael Colby, you, you're a beautiful man, even with those tattoos. <laughs> Good job, man. And uh, finally, a little cheese it. Where can people find your work? Man, you can find me. Um, Jack Billings presents Haunted Apartment Complex on the Podmoth Network. Uh, I love this terrible game, which is a video game show where we talk about video games. Generation Clash. Uh, which is a pop culture podcast and uh, no time to binge with uh, two of these guys. And uh, yeah, that's it. Um, yeah. Real sorry about how the end of my presentation went. <laughs> uh, I I started talking about the Bible and you know, when that happens, hey, bad well, stuff starts coming. To be out. fair, viewer membership dropped the minute you opened your mouth with that accent. So. That is yeah, true. well, it was it was a it was a choice uh, for it was. a character. It was bold. Yeah. No, um, I support it. These mumble rappers, I I can't understand what they're saying. So I thought I would just go all in yeah. with the with the character, yeah. and it didn't turn out nearly as well as i was hoping it was going you know, to <laughs> turns out they're more religious and racist than i thought we're going to isolate <laughs> the start of the rap so we can put it up on youtube shorts and yeah, just have well, those zoom ins on all of our reactions yeah boy yeah the yeah the reactions were hilarious and uh yeah i i i i don't know what to say yeah. uh when i, I get into a it. character it just sometimes it just swing. happens against you're, your better judgment you're the method okay. actors of podcasting right now mm-hmm. you're, you're doing it and uh ben our guest this is the end of our conference thank you for joining us as our guest please say our catchphrase to escort us off the air good night and i'm ben good enough <laughs> bye everybody <laughs> a certain amount of space
in between them and any other animals. So the more we remove the other animals, the more donkeys there will be. The donkeys reproduce by splitting, and then a new donkey grows. <clears throat> Thank you for watching PowerPoint Showdown. Today's winner will receive a $50,000 grant courtesy of some nobody's Patreon. Congratulations on your win! Join us next week for another showdown! Thanks for providing that big, 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 big prize, guys.